everybody. Welcome to yet another wonderful episode of Soju Chronicles. I am Nat. And I'm Nikki. And we are here to talk all things anime, mangas, dramas, books, and all the in-between. So let us start with what are you drinking? I am back to a classic. And honestly, it's kind of criminal at this point that I have not gotten on the rocks. Um, fucking sponsorship yes yet you know I think it's kind of mean don't you (laughs) I agree I agree it is your signature drink at this point yeah so I am drinking as per usual the jalapeno pineapple margarita and I don't think I need to talk about it because I've drank it multiple times now on this show so (laughs) what are you drinking (laughs) okay so I am drinking good lot uh, Farmstead Brewing Co. And it's a Farmstead Ale, 6.2%. And it says, smooth pale ale with hard to pin down notes of tropical stone fruit featuring Ontario Cascade and Nugget Hops. I know what those are. Sunshine in a can at 38 IBU. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's fine. It's it's beer. I mean, I don't I don't I, I don't know what it's supposed to taste like, but it tastes like beer, so that's fine. Uh, kind of in the mood for that, and yeah, that's it. I think so far, um, it is actually stronger than most of the things I drink, though. So see how I am at the end of this episode. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> let us start with anime and mangas. <laughs> and you have something to talk about yeah guys 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 i did my homework do i really have it like honest let's let's be mindful that this shit was six episodes and it was played in the background so like really there's nothing to talk about but i did my homework and i watched it so fuck everybody who didn't believe in me <laughs> i did it so anyways <laughs> hi everybody i watched tekken bloodline so the only reason why i watched it was well <laughs> The first reason was because it was short. And I was like, oh, perfect. I have something. Because I thought we were recording on Thursday, right? So I was like, oh, this is perfect. It's quick, short, easy for me to watch. And um, I was like, also, I remember playing Tekken as a child. Like, I remember playing when I was a teenager and all that stuff. And I was just like, I was like, am I going to remember anything while watching this, you know? Um, the answer was no. I did not remember jack fucking shit. I was like, I was literally like, I was like, I don't even, like, did I ever play any of these characters? Was, it was sick. I was, no, not, because I was like, I was trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, I know I played Tekken a lot as a child, but, like, I couldn't remember, like, if I ever, like, played with one of these characters, you know? And I'm like, is that how old I am? But then I realized that I do remember one of the characters. It's just because in the show, she looked different than what I'm used Ah. to seeing her as on the video game. And not that she looked like different, different. It was just literally, they didn't have her dressed in what I remember her being dressed in. I did remember the Jaguar, man. Anyways, sorry, guys. So Tekken Bloodline. Um, The series is a loosely adapted 
Ted, oh wow, I can't read today. The series loosely adapts the events of Tekken 3 and follows Jin Kazama on a quest to defeat the creature that killed his mother. Um, and so the synopsis is that Jin Kazuma is a young martial artist living alone with his mother, Jun Kazuma, on Yakushima. When she is killed by the demon ancient, by the ancient demon ogre, Jin begins training under his grandfather, Hiachi Mishima, in order to become stronger. To draw out ogre, Jin competes alongside many others in a King of Iron Fist tournament, hoping to kill the demon and avenge his mother's death. Um, so first things first, guys, I swear I can read, but I've also <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're not Lay Michelle, right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not I'm not Lay Michelle. No. I just feel like I have to give this disclaimer out. I am like having some alone time for the first time in a long time. So I've been celebrating all day. So I am definitely not as sober as Nat right now. So if there's any slips on reading, I swear I can read, guys. I promise you. Anyways, so we have Jin, um, Jin, Hayachi, Kazuwa, Huarong, Ling Xiaoyu. Xiaoyu, I remember a lot because I remember playing with her when I was a child, but I didn't remember the way she looked do you know what this is random because i was just thinking about it and i was like there is literally only one japanese person <laughs> well i guess his family is like the only like japanese everybody else is like a demon or chinese you know but oh, anyway interesting yeah or like some kind of like weird mix or whatever so basically the story starts off and you see jim and he's with his mom um and actually i think in the very first episode what happened was basically like jane was getting like attacked and so he fought back and then his mom came and whooped his ass because she was like hey we don't fight here we're we have morals we are kind um and, and then, then she died <laughs> well <laughs> right well well and then she was training him more you know she's like you you can't let your anger take you over because you don't want to become the um beast and um because like he has like the devil gene or whatever in him and they don't talk about his father because you know his father is like has a devil gene or some shit like that but anyways Mm. so she's like you know you gotta be you gotta be um kind and like you offense and defense you remember know when to use either and blah 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 so then one day they're just sitting in their little cottage and this creature comes in and kills her. And I, at that moment I sat and I thought to myself and I'm like, damn, why can't these enemy bros have parents? Like why? <laughs> no. Cause like, why? Let's no, let's really dive into this. Why must, and usually it's always the mom too, that gets like brutally killed in front of them. <laughs> It's the same thing with Disney princesses for the most part, too, right? Think about, like, the classic ones. They had dads. Sometimes we saw their dads, too. But did they have parents? Or if they had a mom, was she even really allowed to, like, do we know what her name is? Like, or she like, was there? I was like, I was, I was sick. But anyways, you know, the ogre came, killed his mom. So then um, 
um Junet already always said said him to meet his grandfather Hiachi. So then when he goes and he finds them, and then Hiachi is like, What happened? And it was like, Oh, Ogre killed my mom, blah, blah, blah. And so they, they did a training. Um, and then he was like, you know, we're going to have this Iron Fist tournament. And then Jin's like, okay. And then he meets everybody else, all the f- the firefighters. And then he found out that um, his father was evil because he has a devil gene. And then the whole time, obviously, you know what's funny? It's like, this was like so predictable in like a weird way where it's like, is it predictable because I played the game or is it predictable because it's a story, you know? Because yeah, it's like yeah. one of those like, Oh, one of those like battle royale fighter type stories. But, you know, basically Jin eventually finds out that it was his grandfather that awoken Ogre. So it was technically his grandfather who killed his mom. So then Ogre comes and then Jin fights Ogre and then he activate you know, activates his devil G. Cause like all everyone's like fighting in their thing. Obviously Jin makes it to the fucking finale. Um and when he's fighting, what's his grandfather's like, oh, you unlocked a devil gene and then kills him or like tries to kill him. But, you know, he has a devil gene in him. So he did not But he did beat up his grandfather. Literally, he was I was like, damn, you won't kill him because like he won't stop. I was like, oh, sir. I was like, I mean, that's still blood at the end of the day. <laughs> um, but um. Xiaoyu was like, stop, stop. And then at the end, he like stops beating him up, kicks the, um, I forgot what it's called, but there's like, there's like this pendulum and that's what kind of awakens the demons from the other side. Um, but she, he like gives it to Xiaoyu and Horong and is like, you know, it didn't really say anything, but it was understood that it was basically keep it safe. And then he like flies away. Um, and that's how it ends. And I think that's, like, a good ending because it's, like, it could have a, a second season mm-hmm. or you couldn't because, it like, it, it yeah. you, fig- you, you accomplished your main point of your first season, which was he got to avenge his mother's death, you know? Yeah, is the main point of it, so. Yeah, so you, and you accomplished that. It's not, like, one of those, like, shows where it's, like, oh, who killed who, who killed the person, and then you don't find out the killer at all, then it's like, you have to have a second season, because, like, who fucking killed the person? But with this, yeah. I think it, like, effect, um, it did what it needed to do. And then I was looking up some stuff, and they said that, like, this is how it ends in, like, um, Tekken 3 in the storyline, I guess. So it made oh. sense that this is how they chose to end it. So they were like, it could go for a second season, it couldn't, but... I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. It was like fun and easy. Like you know what I'm saying. It's like it was just like a typical like battle royale. Yeah, huh? you know basic, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Basic anime story. I must avenge X Y. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and of course, we have to do it with, with a battle royale. There's no other way that we can <laughs> compete against each other except for this. Okay. Yeah, and then they had obviously like you know the, the funny moments with like the best friends and all that stuff but it was cute how do we rate animes out of 10 uh i think we rate it yeah out of 10 like tv shows okay um i don't know like a seven i mean or like because it's average so it's just like you know a seven out of ten or a 6.5 like those are my average ratings like six six to seven is my is like my average point and it was average would you rewatch it 
Um, no. I, it serves no okay. purpose in me rewatching it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the only, that's the really how I like rate a lot of these animes and stuff because they are like so similar, but some of them are similar and I'd still rewatch them. Well, yeah. Some of them are not. So I would not like, yeah, I just, I didn't, it didn't sound like you would rewatch this. So that's why I was no. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'll probably give it like, actually, yeah, more of a six out of 10. Like, cause like okay. there's like nothing really. Like, it's okay. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. But yeah. Okay. What um, about you? You oh, went to the oh, movies. I did, but I wanted to play something for you. Okay. Hold on. Can you hear it? Yes. That's because you showed up today prepared. Bye! (laughs) Bitch! Oh my god! Wow. Wow. You're sick. I'm gonna cut this. I'm gonna cut this. I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna cut it. But still, wow. Sick. But I wanted to applaud you, so then I looked for, like, the applaud sound. So, there you go. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, I did go to the movies. I took a day off. And, you know, most people are like, when you take a day off, you actually have things planned for the whole day. And, like, actual real things. I'm like, no, I'm going to watch a movie. And I wanted to do it on Tuesday because it's cheap. And I wanted to see the first show, so nobody was in the theater. <laughs> so that's what I did. There literally was like, I was in an IMAX theater too, so it's like bigger than normal. And there's like three other people. All of them were Asian. But we were all sitting there watching Dragon Ball Super <laughs> Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so technically, even though the story is like set in the Dragon Ball Super universe, I personally think that this film could play, uh, like, it should best be understood maybe after Dragon Ball Z, before Super really starts, because it deals a lot with Gohan. Like, it's Gohan and Piccolo, and, like, they're the main leads in this story. And it also deals with the Red Ribbon Army, which is, like, the main antagonist in the first season, and also kind of in the second through Dr. Juro. So it kind of ties Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z in together as well. Um, So, I mean, all the summaries I find are really long, so I'm just going to do a very basic summary, which is basically the Red Ribbon Army was never really completely destroyed, and um, Commander Red had a grandson called oh sorry a son called magenta magenta is like slowly trying to build back the business but you know he ain't never forgot about gohan and boma and how they beat his sorry goku and boma and how they beat his ass and beat his dad's ass and they beat his scientist's ass and they beat his android's ass like you know, <laughs> so he's been sl- silently plotting to get get rid of them and they find out that dr Giraud has a um grandson and so they decide that um they're going to let me look for the name of the grandson dr hito so uh, dr hito is the grandson of dr Giraud, and he's like as smart or even smarter so they decide to use him to make some new androids because they want to get Goku. So um, he creates two androids and the androids, one of the androids goes after Piccolo 
and he thinks he kills Piccolo and he's kind of like the cocky one. So he thought he killed Piccolo, but Piccolo's really like hiding. And so Piccolo decides like he's gonna follow him and see what's up because what the fuck. And so um, but before that, right before that fight happens, he's training Pan. Pan is the daughter of Gohan um, Videl, granddaughter of uh, Goku. And, you know, she is all about fighting, all about battling. And, you know, he's training her. Gohan is like, I'm a scientist. I do science things. I don't fight anymore. Come on. So he's like in his study. He's kind of neglecting his daughter, to be honest. And like that's like a point of contention between him and Piccolo. Because Piccolo's like, how do I see your daughter more than you but then again when you think about it gohan is goku's son so he kind of probably inherited the whole neglecting your kid thing because that's what go like where's goku goku's off planet with vegeta fighting like who's who's minding his kids nobody i mean (laughs) kind of but like you know maybe that's something that they share that they neglect their children but anyways that's like a point of contention and like to the point where piccolo is the one picking up pen from school as well like he's he's not just training her every day but he's also picking her up from school and spending time with her and basically raising her like he raised gohan so that is like a a story a part that's a major crux of that kind of story between the two of them is that gohan kind of stopped training and he doesn't want to he wants to just focus on his science stuff and piccolo's like dude you are like you have the potential to be even stronger than your dad What, what are you doing and then Gohan's like, ooh, but these butterflies. It, it's like it's like really funny, but kind of endearing. I mean, I really do like Gohan, so it's fine. And so Piccolo discovers the Red Room Army still around and that basically um, Magenta has like brainwashed, like not brainwashed, but sort of like manipulated Dr. Hito into thinking that Boma and like all of these like, you know, aliens, because that's what they are, uh, are like plotting to take over the world because Dr. Hito has like this fascination with heroes and he wants to be a hero. And so he's like, oh, so we're supposed to save the world. And like, he's like, and Magenta's like totally manipulating him and being like, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what these androids are for. We're just gonna, we're gonna save the human race. So they figure, like Piccolo kind of figures this shit out. And then um, Magenta decides like he's gonna go after Gohan because they don't know where Goku is because Goku's off planet. So he decides like he's gonna go after Gohan and the best way to go after Gohan is to kidnap his daughter. So Piccolo's pretending to be a um, soldier. So he's like, okay, I can do it. And he's like, in his head, he's like, yo, I can do this. And so that um, Gohan thinks that Pan's, Pan's in trouble, even though she's not, cause she's totally gonna be fine. And then that's gonna help him train. So he's totally on board and he's like, doing everything to make it seem like you know he's kidnapping her and pan's playing along too because she thinks it's a game and then they show up and then piccolo starts fighting the android and he's getting his ass beat and then goku's like pan you know scream really loudly and then that sets gohan off and he gets into like this final form um and so they start fighting and then everything kind of comes out that magenta's a lying asshole uh and so the androids decide like they're not gonna they're gonna walk away because they're they don't kidnap kids they're heroes right so they don't hurt the innocent like this is all sketchy but we lo, lo and behold we find out that dr hito was also creating like a new cell and if you know cell cell was like the ultimate baddie of like that um cell game arc in um dragon ball z and basically 
but this is like cell on steroids. This is like cell on crack, like cell times the maximus. Okay. So they have to fight him. Piccolo gets a final form. Gohan gets another final form. Uh, Android 16, no, Android 17. Um, the Trunks and um, Goten come as well too. And they're teenagers. So everybody's kind of age. And let me tell you, I when I was like, 10 11 i had a huge crush on go on um trunks like future trunks when he came back from the future and if i had seen the trunks that we're getting now i would have been even more in love with him he's very cute <laughs> i mean he's also a child so it's fine but like i was looking at him like oh okay if we had gotten you instead sir <laughs> you're sick <laughs> But yeah, so, I mean, they all get together. They fight the bad guy. It's fun. It's amazing. And, like, it's intercutted with, like, a lot of comedy, of course. Like, the joke is, like, so Go Gohan needs his glasses in his regular form. But every time he, like, powers up, he, uh, uh, like, that literally fixes his eyesight, which I think is really funny. So then he powered down, and he's like, oh, my God, where's my glasses? Guys, really where's my glasses and that was like a recurring joke um fusion was a recurring joke they showed broly goku and vegeta fighting i mean they just had a big ass battle for no reason just because i guess it's like i think maybe there's like a rule like every time you have a dragon ball movie goku and vegeta have to fight each other into like the fifth dimension or some i don't know but it was a cute movie boma though vip she's been using the dragon balls to get rid of her wrinkles and to grow her ass i love it She's my hero, even to this day. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a fun movie. I thought it had a lot of heart. And as I said, I think it was important to have a story about Piccolo, of course, because we did get to see him, you know, with Dende and like him reach a new form, you know, as a Namekian. I don't know if he's like super Namekian, Namekian Maximus. I don't know what he calls it, but it was kind of cool. And then Gohan, of course, and, you know, finally getting to see Gohan decide and figure out that, like, he does need to train because sometimes his dad is not going to be there. And you can't just rely on him <laughs> and Vegeta to save the day every time, you know? Like, they're, the universe is so, like, expansive. There's so much going on. And now they know about the multiverse. So they're going to be even farther away sometimes fighting, you know, pretty serious threats. Uh, so somebody, people need to take care of the more immediate threats on Earth. And, you know, they need their hero. And that's going to be Gohan. So, yeah. I liked it. Everyone's favorite Dilf. I'm gonna give it a ten out of ten because I really course, did enjoy it. I've, I didn't expect you to come and say you were giving it less anything less than a ten out of ten. I know you soaked too well on that. <laughs> I loved it. It was such a good movie. And honestly, like, I kind of I'm so excited. I I hope that they do um, adapt the rest of end of Dragon Ball Super because they only did to like the end of the Universe Martial Arts Tournament. So. Um, I'm hoping that they do pass that because I like what's going on in the manga is like bananas crazy and I just need to see it. I, I mean, obviously it would be better if Vegito actually got a win for once, like a final win. But, you know, I feel like that's going to probably be on like the l very last chapter of any Dragon Ball arc. Like whenever <laughs> like Toriyama's like, we're done. That's when Vegeta's going to get his win. And everybody will all be like 73 and we'll be excited as hell because like, Vegeta finally got a win. But yes. <laughs> but yes, that is that. 
Um, oh, I gave you the link for Comic Story, and did you end up watching anything? Um, no, I did open the link though. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, and then I just no. We should watch. We should if you can find something, we should watch it together and see how we and like talk about it. Okay, I love that. I love that. I love that idea. Okay, yeah, so that's cool stuff. Time yeah. for drama, drama, mama, mama, hey. I'm sorry. Promise. <laughs> Matt, okay. you finally finished Alchemy of Souls. Tell us about it. Um, so it really did ruin my day when it happened <gasps> because I you did can not no like longer. the ending. Oh, I, I was oh, I was hoping you were gonna say because you can't wait for the new season, but I mean, fuck. I can't wait for the next season. I really Hung, can't because they need to fix this. Hong sisters yeah. start again, right? Well, here's the thing. So, I mean, so here's the thing. It makes sense. Everything that happened makes sense. Did I like that it happened? No. So that's really why I say it ruined my life because you know we finally got the happy ending that Mudok and Jang-uk deserved they were gonna they were gonna get married they're buying rings and then um basically the bad guy um Chumin decide like he figured out that she had was a soul shifter and she used these this like instrument to control her and basically through the controlling of her he got her to kill somebody that he wanted and she killed Jang-uk literally days like before their wedding and now everybody's after her um so i mean it makes sense because mudak is not naksu you know like she's a soul in a body the body that she's in actually is very important and will need to come back so like she naksu herself was always going to need to go back to her original body and so we saw at the end the very end jangook the they were doing the whole funeral thing for him and he came back to life. He basically pulled a Jesus in front of everybody. Um, and then we saw that Mudok um, basically jumped into the river where all the soul shifters die. And she, um, but before she desiccated completely, and I guess just passed, um, somebody like a spirits pulled her up and now she's in her original body. So like basically what everybody thought was going to happen did end up happening, which is basically, um, so man, I guess, I, like, I don't know what happens to Mudok now because So man technically is Mudok, like, but she's also technically Buyan in, like, who is pretending to be Mudok. So I don't know how that's going to work, especially since that is actually a character that should be present. But So man has not, like, So man's in she's Jeju not right now. She's, she's not, not going. Like, I saw the report. They said that she, yeah. she's not doing the second season. And she's also like promoting her new film. So she's not promoting Alchemy of Souls anymore. She said goodbye to it. So I don't yeah. know what how they're going to like. And that the thing that kills me is that that story is actually almost as important as the Naksu like in her body kind of like getting her revenge for everything that went down to her with her dad kind of story as well. So Soman, even if Soman wasn't going to be Naksu anymore, like or like the vessel for, for, for Naksu, she should still be here. It's kind of what I mean. Like, well, not, it, so many was like, okay, I got my bag. I'm gonna go now. 
yeah, I don't know. Mate, but I mean, I don't know what's happened behind the scenes. From what I'm hearing, though, the actress who plays the original Noxtu hasn't been seen on set either. So I don't know <laughs> what is. Yeah, going I on saw that too, actually. Yeah, so it looks like, honestly, from my opinion, it looks like they're going to probably. I think they'll come back or they'll be more important in like the second half or maybe the last episode of the second part. But I think the first, like everything's going to really deal with Jang-uk because he is, he was born the night of the King star. So he has like, he's like their savior in a sense. And he's supposed to get rid of the ice stone and sort of bring back the balance. So I think this is going to deal with him reclaiming that title and finally bringing peace because, you know, the bad guys are technically still out there and they still are very powerful. And I think it's going to be also dealing with, so like Auden's character is supposed to like, um, because her dad was the one who died, that Naksu is Mudok in Mudok's body killed. So she's trying to get revenge, but I don't really see it for her. Um, and like, and um so you is is like heartbroken because his best friend died and the ex love of his life is the one who did it so like everybody like basically it ended with everything a mess like like they did not clear up a single thing in the last episode it's just fucked everybody is just fucked and so they have 10 episodes I don't trust them to finish or to fix this or to resolve any of these problems especially if Soman is actually not going to come back at all like I would prefer if this was like more of an under wraps thing and surprise here she is but I mean it's not looking like that either so I really don't think this story is going to be resolved properly because they just don't have the actors that they need to do it and if you remove the Buyan the Buyan um sort of situation then you just have Naksu and it's like okay but what is she gonna be now with Jangguk is like do we know if they even have chemistry? Because let me tell you, Lee Jae-wook and Jung So-min, their chemistry was fire from first episode. So I don't know like, if the real Naksu is going to have that type of chemistry with him or with the guys, because all the guys were in love with So-min too, and it made sense. But I don't, like, I just don't know. And I don't know what kind of story they're trying to tell with this part. Because there's a reason why it's a part two and not just like a super long first, like one season, you know? So it, it kind of, usually when you have different parts, it means that you have different like narratives that you want to follow. So I don't like, it, it just feels like there's going to be some sort of issue with things not being resolved and forced people being together. And it's just not going to work. I, I personally don't have, have like a lot of hope in these next 10 parts, um, especially the farther that it is to being aired i think it would be better if they had already like you know um filmed it and they were just gonna play it you know like six months later three months later but if the fact that they're still sort of filming it we don't know when it's gonna air i think yeah i just think that this whole thing was not organized properly i don't know why if it was like the issue because they couldn't find a female lead properly in time or what but it's it's looking like a mess to me but i'm already still invested in like the world building and the story so i'm still going to watch it and i still want to know how it ends but i don't have any real hope for it because of like you just need you need someone like i just 
I like I know a lot of people are like, oh well, you know, she's not even the original Naksu, blah, blah, blah. but like she's the Naksu from episode one to episode twenty. She's literally the female lead, and all the promotions that they've done for this, it's been her and Lee Jae Wook, or her and the two, and like all the guys. No one knows who this other person is. Like, come on. <laughs> I don't know. I. I've, it was a really good drama. I will say it is a really, really, really good drama. And like up until like that last episode, like if they had ended it when they were on the bridge hugging, I would have been fine. Like that would have been okay for me. And if they're like part two is just going to be a completely different story. I'd have been like, okay. <laughs> but the latter half of that last episode was just fucked for everybody. Like everybody's lives was ruined. So uh, 10 episodes to fix things we'll see <laughs> honk sisters maybe hey maybe the honk sisters will pull through i'm gonna be optimistic about that so what would you rate it i would rate it an eight tentative a nine it depends on how because <laughs> if part two is garbage is gonna stay in an eight because you know it is one story it's just two parts they didn't say it's the second season you know they just said it's in two parts so but i think if the story is fulfilling without soman i don't know how that's gonna happen but if that does happen then it can still not be a nine if soman shows up in part two it's gonna be a 10 so we'll see We'll see how all of this turns out. I don't know. Every, there's so many questions. But I think it's actually really good that there are questions. Because I feel like with all the fans stalking, you know, these these sites and all this kind of stuff, there's not a lot of surprises anymore in, like, who's going to pop up in things. So I kind of like that we don't really know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that the mystery in in the show and, like, the behind-the-scenes parts of the show are, are going to – are helpful. I think they're helpful. And they keep things fresh, so – yeah, that's Alchemy of Souls. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so for moi, um, I am, I did intend, if we had recorded, so, so guys, you know how we said earlier that I watched Tekken because um, we were supposed to record on Thursday. And so for me... If we had recorded again with our new plan, which was to record tomorrow, I would have probably been um, midway in, like, because this drama, I don't remember how many, it probably has like 50 episodes. I would have probably been on like the midway point of this drama, you know? Mm-hmm. But I did watch a drama. I'm still watching um, Attorney Wu, by the way. I just haven't watched since any a new episode since the last time. Did I even speak about it when I watched it? I don't. I am watching it. I am watching it. Okay. I am watching it. I'm just waiting until I'm finished with it and then I'll just tell the entire thing. But I really like it. Park and Bin does no wrong ever in my eyes. Just saying. And her (laughs) and oh boy, chef's kiss. So anyways, the drama. So the drama that I watched actually, um, I never, I, I remember seeing the casting news for this drama and then I was like, eh, I don't care not gonna watch this you know i was like ah, i don't like the male actor i don't like the female actor i don't i think i'll sit this one out and that was my intention for the longest time until i saw a tweet from my friend marianne shout out to s milk dramas 
and she was like, oh, I haven't logged to fantasy um, genre like this since 10 Miles of Peach Blossom. And I know she loved 10 Miles of Peach Blossom, which I also really enjoyed. And I was like, and even to hear her say this, when she, I know she's not a fan of the female lead, or rather not like a not a fan, but like to know that it's not because of the female lead why she's watching it. Because a lot of people will hype something simply because of their actors. And I don't think she's a fan of either of these. So to hear her say like, oh, this is actually one of the best like fantasy um, C dramas that she's watched in a while, even when part two to um, 10 Miles of Peach Blossom came out, she still and then she still said this is what she's liked more so i was like okay i gotta kind of watch it and i actually went into this not even knowing what a story was they didn't care to me it was like i saw pe- i saw like the big buzz around it and i was like is it really that good because like i said these two people can't act so i'm like <laughs> so i'm like is it really that good? Like, I'm like, is it really that good? Okay, or rather, I shouldn't say they can't act. I should just say that I've always just been meh about what I've seen them in, you know? Makes sense. Um, And so I was like, okay, now nah, we're going to watch it. And then I saw that it was on Vicky. I was like, oh, perfect. So it's not even on, like, Aishi or something. Um, I was like, this is easily accessible, so I would watch it. And I literally just started, I just pressed play because I didn't even... Like I said, when I heard, when I when I saw Marianne's tweet and she was like, "Oh, it's you know the first Janja," I just immediately since ten miles of peach blossom, I immediately think, "Okay, so it's gonna be like heavenly realm and the demons versus the heavenly realm, and then probably tribulations to become immortal. So maybe another different lifetimes over lifetimes um, type show, right?" So, like, that's just my basis of what I just assumed it was going to be. So, I didn't read the description. So, the two of us now are going to know what this show's about because I didn't read the description. But, and I mean, even and even as far as I've seen, which is I'm on about episode six or seven now, even as far as I've seen, it still follows what I expect from this type of show, you know? So I was just like, anyways, so I'm watching Love Between Fairy and Devil, starring Esther Wu and Dylan Wang. Um, Wait, Esther I know Wu- those people. <laughs> yes. I, I really don't know, like, Asian, like, Chinese actresses and actors. Yes, like exactly. That, I know these two. Okay, wow. I'm surprised. Yes. So, you know, so for people who don't know, Esther Wu, she's in um, that, I forget, that Basically, you know, the Chinese version of Produce 101, she's in that group. She's in that group, and she's, like, super popular. Um, she was an actress before, and then that really blew her up, um, the produce. Um, Chang, Chang, Chang 20, whatever. But I can't remember the name of the actual group that she's in, because I don't even, I don't even remember the group um the group before but anyways she's in that group and she's like she, everyone loves her i think she's fine like you know she's a sweet girl um she i think she was really before she like blew up as a actress she was like a jenny fangirl like and when i say fangirl i mean like like literally would write notes about jenny all ki- like you know like like it was like a fan actually becoming that type of person you know 
Well, I mean, she has taste. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and I think then the group is called the Nine. The Nine. Okay, there we go. Wow, and it was so easy, and I just couldn't remember it. But oh, no, I um, and then it's fine. <laughs> and then um, Dylan Wang. You know, he's also I I can't remember if he's also from one of those produced shows, but he more he most um famously is known for playing the male lead in the um meteor the chinese yeah in the chinese boys over flowers really ugly hair in that one (laughs) he he got like Um, super kind of violent with the female lead in that one and like yeah so yeah so he's like the second um he's like the, the so those two are like the stars and then obviously you know because it's this type of drama it has like a wider cast so we also have shang li he who um i believe he's in one of those other kind of boy band produced things but he's really hot um and then we have um Shu he's old Xiao. he's like 40 okay shang li like he no no he's not um no about, oh sorry i'm looking at the second male lead Zhu he Xiao. okay I was looking at the wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> oh no! You know what? I was look. I'm on my drama list. Sorry, and I'm like, I had scrolled past that guy, so I thought the next face I saw was like the second male lead. And yeah, sorry, wrong. How he's also in the main main role, but yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the guy you're talking about was very attractive, though. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> oh no, he is. Oh my god, listen. Anyways, so the drama, you know, Love yeah. Between Fairy and Devil. <clears throat> the fearsome Lord Devil, Dong Fang Xing Kan, once wrought utter chaos in the realm of the gods, defeating entire clans and vanquishing all of his foes at the head of his fearsome demon army. One of the young women from the defeated army is reborn as a fairy named Xiao Langhua. Many thousands of years later, Lord Devil has long been since has long since been cursed and imprisoned in a magical tower and has remained there for thousands of years. But when due to a mishap, Shaolin Langwa unwittingly sets him free, he thinks he's able to escape. He believes that all he needs to do is sacrifice Shaolangwa and he will be free to unleash chaos again and conquer the known world. There is a twist, however. In the process of setting him free, some bizarre magic appears to have taken place and the two have swapped bodies. Suddenly, the fearsome Lord Devil is trapped inside the body of a puny female fairy and Langwa and Shaolangwa finds himself in position of a superhuman strength finds herself if anyone learns of what has happened he assures her they will be both be done for but as they search for a way to undo the spell love begins to cast its own magic and it's adapted from kang lang shu which is um a novel um that's funny because hand on the bible the reason why i kept watching it was when i saw that because i was like oh, that's going to be different when I saw it in the show. But then, like, later that episode, they went back into each other's bodies. Oh, that's good to know, because I don't, I can't deal with the whole, like, arc of people in saw bodies. I just cannot, like, I mean, outside of um, Secret Garden, I think that was the only one, only show that I felt that did it really, really well. Well, I just thought that, that I would have, I was just like, oh, that would have been, in like, I'll talk about it. I, I just think that that would have been like something different that I hadn't seen mm. in this type of show. So anyway, so we you know we started off where we we meet um 
Shalangwa and she is like a ditzy. She's literally the quintessential female lead for these type of dramas where it's like obvious obviously she's the reincarnated goddess. Okay. Let me just all right, let's start it off by saying <laughs> the, the whole story. So we're in the heavenly realm and we meet like um Sheng Hang and he's talking to his um the dude. He's talking to the dude the his general the the like father of like heaven or whatever and he's talking to him and he's like saying to him um we need to fortify the prison that um xing um dong fang is in and he's like yeah i'm gonna do we're gonna do that because it, we need to make sure that he can't break free because we haven't seen the goddess in thirty thousand years and we don't know where she is. And then they're like, we will find her. And then he was like, oh, remember you're engaged to her. And he's like, yeah, I remember our engagement. And then- What kind of exposition is that? I'm sorry, like, <laughs> what? Like, don't forget oh, your fiance no, son. No. <laughs> no, because the exposition is even better because like in the beginning, in the very first episode, they tell you the story many, many moons ago, the evil demon God, wiped out three nations it was the nice um demon um goddess that sealed him away and broke away his powers she has not been seen in 30 years <laughs> like where she could be all right who, who she could be oh my goodness whoever could she be no idea i have no idea who she could be but anyways so then it pans to the female lead and like i say she's a typical female lead in these type of drama where that female lead is just a bubble bubbly airhead and honestly <laughs> esther she kills it and it's because she's a bubbly fucking airhead so she kills it oh i'm not saying that as like a this by the way guys so don't come for me i'm just saying that's the role that she plays even like as a person you know what i'm saying yeah where i sometimes wonder like is that actually you or are you just pretending to be them? You know? <laughs> yes. But anyways, so she's like, oh, she's the she's a little flower orchid and she's only been alive for like 1,500 years, um, 1,500 years. And she's just like saying that like she can't, um, her immortal root is broken. So she can't um, be her true self and like take like the immortal exams to become an immortal so like for now she's just a fairy and she wants to become like a fairy immortal you know and basically exposition of why she is the way that she is and what she does is she fixes their destiny books um and destiny books are basically like those the, the soul cards and it tells like the history of the soul and like what's gonna happen so she fixed that because her master literally just like disappeared um to go on like vacation and has been on vacation for like five thousand years or something or five hundred years or something i mean when time has no meaning <laughs> yeah exactly so honestly it's probably like it's like when they're when honestly when they talk about like the time aspect i'm always just like wow because they'll be like they'll be like 30,000 years ago you entrapped me and I'm like can you imagine just being like imagine a day for us and right. think of that like 30,000 of those yeah or like not even 30,000 because like it's 30,000 years so 30,000 times 355 or 54 days of those can you imagine 
but like you know obviously yeah. 30 for them it's probably like one day or something like they're probably they're like oh yeah Wait, isn't it 356 it only- days a year Girl, I don't know. 56, 54, 55. It's 365. Yes, 365. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait. Oh, I was like, wait. No, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Listen, we weren't counting the month of February. <laughs> you know what? Who knows if there was even a February in that time? Who knows what dates of like the year look like in this I just I'm saying, you know, like thirty. Honestly, thirty thousand years is probably like one second to them or something. But anyways, so and then she's doing a little bit of exposition of her own, basically. And immediately, I'm like, okay, so like, yeah, she's the goddess that's been missing. She got reincarnated somehow as that orchid, or she's gonna when she fixes her immortal root, the goddess is going to like come in on her or something. You know, obviously, like you. You figured it out after watching all of these. And so I'm like, why are people like so into this? But then like, you know, we meet um she we meet her little ex- exposition about the other the second female um the second male lead and how you know he basically helped her. And then we find out I think it was actually so I'm not even gonna go there yet. But I was like I was I was like, okay, obviously, you know, this man doesn't have a chance. But it seems like he likes her, even though we know that he's supposed to be engaged to the goddess. And I'm like but if she is the goddess, like it works out or whatever, right? Um, but she's like a fairy, so she and like she's only fifteen hundred years old. Meanwhile, everyone else is like sixty thousand years old, you know. Well, she looks like she's five <laughs> to these people. They're like, uh, are you you're so preschool? What? Why are you even talking to me? I'm, I'm a mortal, and I'm thirty thousand years old. Like, sit down, please. <laughs> Basically, and like you know, she gets bullied by all the other fairies, and she dares to I like just like. Met. She dares to like like the warrior king or whatever. Um, and then like you know, if like they, we they have like an encounter, and she's like, "Oh, warrior king, um, it's so nice. You don't remember me, but like I remember you from five hundred years ago." And then he's like, "Yeah, I don't know who you are." But then he was like, "I'll take one of these flowers," and he takes like an orchid, and she was like, "Oh my god, this man take." She was like, "He took an orchid. It's me. He loves me." And I'm like, you know what? I respect it because I'm that type of delusional. Like I would be like. <laughs> Like, oh, of all the flowers. No, because he was, like, she was dead, like, she was dead, like, you know, of all the flowers that he could have picked from this flower pot that I made for him, he picks the orchid. And, like, obviously he likes me. And, like, you know, a lot of cool people would have been, like, you know, he picked the orchid because her name is Orchid. But, no. And then... And then it'd be like, no, he was just trying to be thoughtful by saying, by, by picking the orchid because her name is Orchid. But, you know, her, our delusional ass is like, nah, this man likes me. 1000% and that's why he picked the orchid and I was like yep that's the shit I would do 100% so then she goes back to like her thing to fix the destiny book she's like the only one who's like in this remote pal like this remote pavilion far far away from everything and so she goes back there to, to fix the destiny books and then um it's the same night that all the immortals get around to fortify the prison that the demon is in that the devil god is in and so then she um her crush um ken one his his de- destiny card falls and it's like it looks like he gets hurt at the fortifying of the thing and then she remembers her master saying oh you know don't 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 um try to change fate when you read the books because you fuck up your shit when you do that right you so um you know, obviously we know she's not gonna listen. So she tries. So she she shows up. 
because it was kind of like he the demon was breaking away but then she showed up when she, when she showed up to like help save her boo um she fell into the prison with the demon and it's so dramatic they're like it's like the cgi not gonna lie was so corny but like also really good i don't know how to explain it you know um and she basically like floats towards the devil god and then when she touches the devil god it's like she unlocked something and he opens his eyes and then it's like um they're they kiss obviously accident accidental kiss where they their lips touch and then everything just went insane it was like all that stuff. and then um then when he awakens well she awakens first and she was like oh why am i sitting on the floor huh why does this person look like me huh whatever whatever and then i think this was the moment that i decided okay i'm gonna keep watching because esther when she was when the devil god was in her like when they were playing each other's roles so dylan when he was playing the girl i was shook i was like wait a minute because the last thing i saw him and you know he was playing very much the stoic manly man but when he yeah. was playing someone who was a ditz he did a good job and i was like wait he can act <laughs> and then when esther and then when okay. Esther was playing like the the evil like you know like an evil soul not caring woman, it felt like a different person. And I was like, wait a minute, they can act. <laughs> I was flabbergasted. That flabbergasted. Actually, like we complain a lot about people who can't act who like do get a lot of work but that work actually does help them you know like everything <laughs> that they do helps them get to a point where they, they can actually stand on their own two feet and, and be competitive i was i was flabbergasted i was like oh shit and then i was also just like oh this is different i like i i'm interested and then i kept watching and so like from that point they're like you know we need to switch bodies because she was like esther she was killing it when she was being that mean man because she was she was like, you know, your body is useless and worthless to me. We need to switch right now. And it was like, what did we do to switch? And they're like, so then they kiss again. Um, and then they switch back bodies. And then obviously he's in, he has his body now. So he breaks out of prison, takes her with her. I'm so surprised that he didn't kill her. But the reason why he didn't kill her was that when he tried to kill her by putting his hand around her neck, um, he started feeling pain. And he's like, fuck. You know, now he's like, mm. yeah. yeah, he's like, hmm, let me, you know what, whatever, I won't try to kill her. We'll see how it goes. So then he flies away to go be evil because he's evil. So he goes yes. to find me like, yo, what the fuck happened in the last 30 years? Like, where's my Glock? <laughs> he's like, yo, where's my Glock? <laughs> where's my demon where's Glock? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and so then, um, then we see Esther and like, she's like, oh, thank God I'm safe. And then it's like, oh no, the immortals that escape. So then she, um, because, you know, own boy, second male lead, he saw the fairy fail and he was like, oh no, a fairy fell in. We need to see what's wrong. And so then he is like, the, the other main guy was like, nah, fuck them. Fuck the fairy that fell in. She sacrificed herself. Good job. Um, but then is when we find out that second male lead actually does like our female lead and did remember her from 500 years ago because she saved him. And it's actually kind of sweet because I was like, they have good chemistry. 
And it makes sense. Like, he was even trying to make her an immortal pill to... Yeah, I'm speeding through stories now. But he was even trying to make her an immortal pill to help with her um, rule and, like, for her to gain the immortal powers and, like, all that stuff. And I'm just like... I was like, wait, I like them. And I'm like, no, I'm going to have second these syndrome. (laughs) But... I've watched this. Sh- I've watched this shit already. He's gonna get like possessive and disgusting. Like I know, right? He's gonna be perfect, and then all of a sudden he's gonna have like a a, a total like three sixty, and he's just gonna be an, a total asshole. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. I was like, oh, but but at this point, I really do like him and her, and I was like, oh, I can see them being a couple. Like I really do like it. Um, and then. She is like, you know, I'm going to, I want to be like a part of the Imperial Palace and I need to pass the immortal exam to do that. And so then she goes to like this um, other pavilion to get like this demon, not a demon, to get an elixir. But then her friend was like, hey, I kind of fucked up. We need to bring this over to one of the other pavilions, which is like an evil pavilion. We need to bring it over there. So when they bring... When she has to bring the thing over there, she she finds the evil pavilion has kidnapped like another fairy that and wants to sacrifice her soul to this the souls of demons. But then while she's also there, because she works in like the spirit pavilion and she can sense destiny books, she sends the destiny book. And when she grabbed the destiny book, was when the other people found her out. So then they took her up and was about, was ready to kill her, and she's about to like fall into the the gutter you know fear and like she was getting lashing and all that stuff and then homeboy devil boy is like over in the other realm and he's like yeah okay let's let's create wreak havoc but then he's like yo what the fuck why am i why do i have wheels on my hand what the fuck is going on like he's looking down his body he's like he's like fuck that fairy like he the way he did it though like he was like you know, he did, like, he was, when he realized, he was like, fuck this shit. And so he goes, and, like, obviously, when she's about to fall into the pit and get sacrificed, he comes and saves her. And he comes in like a motherfucking badass. Like, I was like, like, the 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 world opened up, and he's, like, ginormous. And I was like, okay, CGI, come through, come through, you doing your thing. And he saves her, and then she's, like, and he saves her, releases demons and it's a whole shit that happens and then one the leader of that pavilion had to come and kill her and then they realize that the destiny book has gone missing and they're like find that fairy killer and take by the destiny book and you're thinking oh why is this destiny book so important whose destiny book is it right um and so then he's like he looks at her and he says to her unfortunately you belong to me now like you can't move leave my side blah 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 i need you beside me at all times yeah 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 right yeah. and so um she's like oh damn does he think does he like me like mm, i already like <laughs> you know someone you know what's really funny <laughs> even like even though as i know the situation she's doing it so that she doesn't die and like cause him to die but i would have been if i was in her shoes i'm like oh you're not like that you know like we're just not um I, it's I was that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like it's relatable because I tell you we're the same type of delusional because that's what I would think too. Because like you know from the viewer end we see it as him being like I can't let this bitch get hurt because I'm gonna get hurt and so he's saying stuff like no your body is mine you must never leave my side and like which is but he's saying it in the in the sense of like you can't leave my side because 
if you go get harm, then I get harm. He was like, you know, if you hurt, I hurt. And it's like, to her, it's like sounded like po- poetic wax. Like you're saying, yeah. oh, don't leave my side or souls are connected. If you hurt, I hurt, you know? She's like, oh, Shakespeare has nothing on you, okay? <laughs> um, But yeah, so then like he finds out, basically he finds out that a Destiny book is... um the goddess from 10, like from the 30,000 years ago, who's missing, it's her book. And because he was trying to look into it and she's like, you can't read the destiny books because you're not trained to do that. They got into a stifle causing it to crack. So like, obviously if you, they can't see the rest of the destiny and he wants to know what the fuck the rest of the destiny is. So he's basically living with her at this like thing for her to like fix the destiny book. But then she gets sick and not gonna lie, Nat, my heart thud, 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 thud. Because, so she got sick, and, like, because she's, like, an orchid, they were, like, oh, the way to renew her um, spirit is to bring rainwater to um, replenish her. Or rather, to bring, like, you know, water to replenish her. And then it turns out the water was dew drops. And so he was, like, I have to get up at the ass crack of dawn to get dew drops to help her you know and the scene i'm not gonna like my heart was like because he like you know was up holding the thing catching the dew drop and then the the ost is playing in the background where it's like you know basically i will do this for you you are the one i love or some shit like that and then it the scene pans to the second male lead using his um thingy like holding his kerchief that reminds her reminds him of her and it's like a whole romantic scene i was like oh this is cute and then she's there passed out or whatever so then he brings her to do water and this bitch she's like drinks it she's like oh this shit is too cold and then she he warms it up and then she's like oh this shit is too hot (laughs) and so then then he like makes it the perfect temperature she's like "Mm, okay i'm ready to drink it and he's like okay she's ready to drink it and then she's like you know what you probably didn't put like any honey or sweetener in this it's probably just like dry salsa water so she's like you know what i need to go get me some water (laughs) and get me like something to spruce it up (laughs) Honestly, at that point, if I was him, I would have thrown the water in her face. But you know, <laughs> And then he's like, oh, how long do I have to stay here? Blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. So, so far, I'm enjoying it. Like, it's like, it's enjoyable. And I'm like, okay, I see why, like, I see the appeal. Because, like, they have really good chemistry. Like, the two, like, the, um, the three leads, they have good chemistry amongst them. And then the storyline, although, like, in general predictable it's like working for them and then the acting the cgi is good like i you know i don't like to praise dramas i'm literally only six episodes in there's 36 episodes so we'll see but so far so good okay i think i might give it a chance too because i do need to watch something and it sounds actually interesting I honestly don't know anything about any dramas coming out. So I think. Same. <laughs> and I'm lazy. So I'm like, oh, this sounds good. I'm going to watch it. <laughs> That's literally mm-hmm. all I'm thinking about right now. Like, but yeah, I'll, I might give it a chance and see what's going on. I know Park Min Young is coming out with her new drama soon. So I will watch that. And I'm just like, like, the thing is, just like, it was just like thoroughly surprising that I was like, yeah. oh, and I think maybe it's because I think 
the last thing I saw Esther in, she, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, maybe it's because all the actors are on the same level or I don't know what it is, but it's really, there's like, there's just something that's really like grabbing you. And it's not even necessarily like they have like this amazing chemistry either. It's just like a nice, it's a nice, comfortable chemistry. Um, but it's working. Like, it's really just like, it makes me feel happy, you know? Yeah. That's how I was with actually with Alchemy of Souls. I had no idea what it was either when I started watching it. Uh, I just saw that one of my mutuals actually was talking about it a lot. And Soman is in it. So I was like, okay, let me watch this. I honestly didn't even read what it was about. I just started watching it because it was on Netflix. <laughs> so it, it really is the ones that you don't really prepare for that the what are the usually the ones that surprise you the most in the good way. I agree. You know? And also, we both can't math because I said a total of 360 and I meant to say a total of 180. So math today is just not happening. Sorry, guys. <laughs> today, uh, <laughs> today. Today is books. Yes, books. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing because the books have been, is really ridiculous. But anyway, so we read. <laughs> we read. So sacrifice. I, Did you read it? It made... Yeah, remember I t- I'm the reason you read it, bitch. <laughs> like I just thought you you like told me to read it, but you hadn't read it yet because you never said that you had actually read it already. So that's why I was like, okay, that's what I'm asking. Oh Sorry. no, I remember <laughs> I, I said it. What I said was that I was reading this book, like that, and I was like, and I was like, I'm gonna send you the book that I'm reading because I'm like, I'm reading this book and we could talk about it because it's short enough because mm-hmm. it was like only 190 pages, and so mm-hmm. I was like, we can read it and talk about it for the recording, and you were like, okay. Oh my goodness, okay. she was trying to take she was trying to take it, guys. She was trying to take this. I will be honest, I think I skimmed the message and I just pulled up the book. So that actually does make much sense. Oh, so like, you don't like, listen to me is what you're saying. Okay. Oh, are we going to talk about te- missed text messages right now? You don't listen to me is what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so tell them what we read, Nat. Okay, so The Alien Sacrifice. It's a sci-fi alien romance from the series Outcast of Corin, and this is book one. And this is by Ella Maven, which is uh, not the real name of this author, probably for reasons. <laughs> we get it. Anyways, <laughs> the synopsis. <clears throat> so the female lead is named Tasha, and she says, We've carved out a little life for ourselves on, Con- on Corin. Me and the other human survivors. It's not perfect, and I miss Earth, but we could never return. Not after what was done to us. Not after what we've become. So we keep to ourselves, hiding from anyone and anything that would do us harm, until our peaceful settlement is raided. Suddenly, I'm a prisoner, and from the looks of it, I'm about to be sacrificed. Dot, dot, dot. Lucant. Corrin was meant to be a fresh start. So, okay, this is another <laughs> thing where I never read the, the synopsis of this I book. didn't either. I was, I just assumed it was some alien girl who Same. either crash landed on some alien planet or she same. worked for some alien company. Like, it, it was one of the two. Those are always the same plots. But so, anyways, I have okay. a friend. I have a friend. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Harlow. And she's been, she's the one, she's been reading a lot of, like, she reads a lot of, like, um, alien and shit. And so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I, whatever she's reading, I'd tell her to tell me so that we can then read it Have for it. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anyways, fair enough. Lucant. <clears throat> Corrine was meant to be a fresh start, but I knew better. I'd always been a scarred outcast from the rest of the Jacksonian males, and no way would I ever become a 
chance, well, sorry, and no way would I ever have a chance to mate with the few human survivors we've rescued. Far from the happy villages, I plan to live out the rest of my days, securing our borders and protecting the precious families of the fortunate mated Drixonians. Until one day, my, my patrol leads me off my usual path, and I find my entire worldview shifts from the first moment I look into the eyes. Uh, wait, hold on. Wow. Okay. What? That's not what I was supposed to be reading. Okay. Until one day, my patrol leads me off my usual path, and I find my entire world lucious the first moment <laughs> I lock eyes on the fighting, snarling human female in the grips of a deadly captor. Saving her means to sharpen the peace, not only for myself, but for the rest of the Jasonians. Still, I'd risk it all to save her. Dot, dot, dot. And to convince her, she's my fated mate. Okay, that's kind of not how that happens, but Okay. Um, so what do you think <laughs> about the alien sacrifice? Um, you know what? It wasn't bad. I told Harlow when I read it, I was like, you know, it wasn't bad. I've read worse. I've read way better. But it was okay. <laughs> I um, I told you already before, but I didn't stop there. I read all three books of the series. Yeah, she the reason and I I'm going to too. Yeah, I'm it going was, to too. Like, it's not because great. The thing is... Because the thing is, Tasha is the lamest of her friends. She like, is, I want to read the other friends. So, is, I'm because like, when I got to the second and the third, third book for me is the best, I was like, I need a minute. Would be because she sounded so interesting compared to Tasha. <laughs> yeah. So, Trix was the female lead in the third book. And then yeah. mm-hmm. um, Amber is the female lead in the second book, and the both, book. and then, yeah. but also Vin's is the male lead in the second book, and Klutz or Klutz, I can't remember how Kutzel, sorry, is the male lead in the third book, and the I knew it was third be book. The, yeah, I knew it was gonna be the, him and Trix were gonna get together because they're like the older, more like leaderish positions in their group. Yeah, and that book was fire. I'm sorry, I don't care anyone tells me that book was fire. So. <laughs> Like I don't want to spoil it for you, but I mean you, you kind of know. Yeah, you kind of know in like the. No, synopsis. shut up! You can't spoil it for oh. me. I don't oh, want to okay. hear because I'm gonna okay, read well, it. Let me just say so that you're only talking about book one. No, don't say nothing. <laughs> ah, oh my god! I'm just saying they're amazing. But anyway, so for the first book, yeah, the first book is the lamest because Tasha is kind of annoying and so Luke is kind of like really bland, like. They have no personality compared to anybody else that. And I don't even know how they got like they literally. You're that's it. That's what it is. There's just like that's like it's not bad. It's just okay because it's like it's not like it's like poorly written or anything like that. It's not like you know Tasha was like overwhelmingly annoying and Luca was like some like growly like my mate must protect person. They were both just so vanilla and this book was so vanilla. So vanilla but I think it was good because it introduced the world. So if you read mm-hmm. this book you kind of could skip all that shit like all the exposition and stuff like that in the second and third but because you already know the world and they don't really like the author doesn't really explain it as much in those books because it's already yeah. kind of brought in this one. So basically what happens is Tasha and her friends are survivors. They were like in- abducted by this alien race and they were experimented on. So they all have like these altars, as they call them, which are like just special things that they can do. Uh, so hers is that she can smell really, really well from very far away. Um, but she gets like these really weird nosebleeds as like a reaction. Like everybody has like, you know, pros and cons for their powers. And so she gets kidnapped. You think, like, I assume everybody had died, to be honest. But then as I was reading the book and I realized that, like, Lucan's species 
his species, like, there was, it was, like, super complicated for no reason, but just know that his species was men and women, and then some virus came and wiped out all the women, so it's only the men, of course, so of course, and literally, you know, I highlighted that, and I was like, yeah, okay, obviously, of course, of what course. else, what else, but also, <laughs> but also, like, what is so just goddamn just unimaginative is the she is all Cree from them because you know they had the perfect society because but back in the day when they had women the women ran everything and the men were just warriors and I was like that's a fucking lie because doesn't matter like basically from what I have seen in in humanity and these are kind of humanoid-ish-esque there's no way that you're not going to have gender politics and gender issues, especially if the men are that friggin' strong. I don't know. This whole Cree of like, she is all where you have to do everything to sac- to sacrifice your lives for these women. Like, I don't really buy that, to be honest. But anyways, so they have this she is all Cree. And so he goes to save her, even though um, th- things are already tense between them and this other race of aliens. And it's going to bring about a war, but he saves her and brings her back. And because he's part of the outcast. So remember, this is the outcast of Korean book. So these are all like people whose parents had deserted, like their fathers deserted. So they were basically like untouchables or like outcasts and they got brands and stuff like that. So they're not allowed to like have kids and mate and all this shit. But of course, you know, she, Tasha's just so happy to be safe. And she is so, you know, enamored with his blue eight inch dick that she's just like i need to have him now like you know what's really weird to me these women were literally like like abducted one and then they were trying to survive with these other women and i'm like you guys all got so horny the minute you met these blue men like you like we didn't hear anything about them wanting to like you know being like super horny while they were like without men so it's like as soon as they like there's some pheromones or some shit like that had like that were kind of attacking them or something because all of a sudden now these women are just like horny for these blue dudes um and they're monster cocks and of course all these men because they're outcasts they they're that all made virgins. Me choke on my drink <laughs> they're all virgins because they're outcasts and they weren't even shown how to mate but yet so they still don't know. But yet still, they give they be laying down the best pipe these women have ever had in their fucking like, lives. Like Tasha is always like screaming and then passing out. Basically, like, like, how he even know how he even knew like what her clit was and what like that he had to suck it is beyond me. Because if there's anything we we know about human males, they don't recognize what's going on down there. So well, that's how did these- this rich. That's why these women are writing these romantic fantasy <laughs> novels about blue men who understand how to please a woman. <laughs> when when she talked about that, when she said the um penis, when he when when like the, you know the first time they had sex, when he was like, oh, when the author was like, oh, the penis went in, and then the little like the little penis like suckled on her clit, and I was like. Did I miss that? Like, did I miss that there was a little penis attached to his penis? All of them do that. And I honestly cannot even imagine what any of this stuff looks like, to be because honest. Because all like, I was about is, I think about this. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, so this writer is talking about her rabbit. Like, because that's what I think. I, yes. That's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. It is. It's a rabbit. But I'm kind of like, 
why even do that? They have tails. Like, they actually have tails. And I've seen them being used in these romance novels. So, like, right? why would so you, you can, like, that? put the like, put the dick in and then have the tail come and tickle the clit, you know? But I was just like, I was like, it's definitely fucking rabbit, right? That's definitely, yeah. like, the, what you basically. pictured. Okay. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I there's not much going on you know they fall in love <laughs> literally they mate, nothing they mate and the mate the mating has these really pretty tattoos that are automatically like attached to your arm and you like you don't read each other's thoughts you just kind of sense each other's feelings or something like feelings that and emotions. yeah and and you know like there's all this problem because there's like this big political issue going on that continues in the other books they were honestly so bland in comparison to the other couples <laughs> that I just don't even have anything else to say. Um, if I, I mean, I don't have anything to say yeah. about them because yeah. like, like I said, it was, they, it was vanilla. It was vanilla yeah. pudding. Like it was just, but it wasn't, but it was, it was like boring, but it wasn't boring enough for me to stop reading. So I feel like that deserves at least a three out of five. <laughs> That's what I yeah, would, well, I would give it. A yeah. t- I was, I would give it a 2.5 out of five or you know, so unfair. That's literati fair. it would be it's gonna be a 2.5 on goodreads a three out of five because like that's how it is you know it's just like it's just okay but it did its job enough that it made me want to read the other books and it made you read the other books you know so yeah yeah, yeah. i think so i would give it a two i would give it a 2.5 as well actually yeah if i'm gonna like, yeah like, 2.5. it really was like oh, yeah this is our real... rating. this is our rating system yes we yes. we're allowed to give it 2.5 yes exactly it's really funny because like as i was reading the second and the third book i'm like why did she even start with those two like why would you like if you really want people to read your series you're gonna start with the second or the third book like those are the, the prime time books but now i'm really interested now too because we know like obviously two of the girls ha- two of the other girls have been found beside Tasha and now there's three other girls and two girls they know their powers but one girl apparently doesn't have a power or whatever so I'm really interested in her because she's gonna be the one yeah and but the thing the funny thing is I could read the other series because there's other two other series in this like world thing so the they have the main girls like Dax and his his whatever you know the people and the black girl with yeah. the braids and like they have that series and then they have another series with the ones mm-hmm. the Drixonians that were, ex- were experimented on though so like this is the third Drixonian um series that she has so yeah, that's actually like really interesting because I'm like, if I read a board, I might read the other two, the other two series because they're already done. They're already done, right? So yeah, it, yeah, I wouldn't have to wait for and anything. I think this is the most, yeah. yeah, this is the most current one. Yes, Anyways. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Look at us, guys, coming to you live. We did our shit. We did our homework. Uh, uh, uh. Except we don't have like a specific special topic. But I know you guys like to listen to us talk about everything and nothing, so it's fine. Oh, you know um, what I meant to do? do? What? When you said that, I meant to play this. <laughs> You're so annoying! I thought it was just girl was going to say something else. Bye. Anyways, so um, let's talk about the last time we recorded, we talked about Pink Venom. And did so we? let's talk about the, yes, we did, um, okay. the VMA's performance. And then subsequently, this Tay Young and Jenny allegedly dating rumors again. Uh, okay, <laughs> so the VMA performance. Mm. 
Okay. First of all, first of all, they gave us Inkigayo. They gave us Music Bank. They didn't even give us, like, uh, Mnet Mamas, you know? Like, there was nothing special about that performance. Two, the bat track was so loud um, that you could barely hear them, even though they were trying to be heard. But they were so tired that they were breathing very heavily by, like, the first verse. And they literally, you could tell that they just stopped singing sometimes. Jenny all stopped dancing one time, too. It was, like, not great. But... I mean, the spectacle, like when you, when you're not like looking at it analytically, I think it did what it needed to do. That's what that I was going to say. Cause I was so like, it was, fine. like, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, you know, it wasn't anything special. It was like, it was what it needed to do for a VMA stage, you know? So mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah, like, did I criticize a lot? Yes, I did because I can, but like, they also had a lot of difficult, like um, difficulties, with like technical issues and stuff like that like lisa knocking her mic and then having to fix it literally (laughs) as she's about Mm -hmm. to sing and stuff like that so like i think they did what they had to the best that they could do with what we know the vma is to perform you know what i'm saying because even nikki's like little thing was like lame so like i didn't watch it i didn't didn't watch it i but um yeah but um, I what I enjoyed seeing was the girls like chatting and like dancing and singing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause we don't get to see that often. Even like a, cause they used to do those um, the show like you know with the guy like the Gannon Awards and stuff where they would do like the artists. You would get to see artists' reaction to the other artists on stage, and they haven't really done much of they haven't really done stuff like that in a while so like because like that's why people used to like to watch like the guyos because like you would get you saw them performing and then you get to see how your bias like how your bias in x group reacts to your favorite on stage type thing you know yes you know what I'm saying, right? I'm, I'm making no, no, sense. I get right? that, like the audio- they were really cute. They were really cute. In yeah, the and so like and when Lisa won, see- it was really cute too. Yeah, like, you got the way to that see they it. Yeah, so like you got to see that. You don't really get to see that. So it was nice to see the girls in like that light. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> once again, this it's a wild to me. I I mm, I'm gonna be careful about what I say, but. It's so like it's very obvious that these two are dating because the thing is, even if those pictures are photoshopped or whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's been so many other things outside of those pictures that is like very strong evidence that they were dating that or that they're very close to each other, right? My thing though is that why why the invasion of privacy and just the excessive hounding of it you know yeah it it's makes like, me wonder like who is the one like is this a jenny fan who's now a jenny auntie is this a v fan who's not a who's now a v auntie like what do like, you have what to gain go- from this like what is the aggressiveness like oh you hacked into her private instagram or slash icloud or whatever and got like all of these stuff like what is what is what is dry like driving this in like insaneness and then like instead of 
Blinks being like, oh, Jenny's privacy is being invaded. They're like, oh, these are manipulated photos. And I'm just like, and then the only time they started to care was when Lisa, Lisa's name got brought into the equation, you know? And it's just like, so irritating yeah i did hear i did see something that said that all the girls had been hacked now it wasn't just jenny uh so now people are like oh this is invasion of privacy i actually saw netizens on when it was like not panchoa post whatever being like Mm -hmm. oh let idols date if they want i just don't understand what the problem is i'm like you're saying this you are the problem yeah the people who boo Chen every time his name is mentioned, and he got married. Like, he did it properly. You know, like, what? Okay. So, like, I don't, yeah, I, like, there's so much I'm going to tell you offline, like, off air, but, like, there's so much. And it's just, like, it's just irritating. It's just irritating. But hearkening back to me, um, to our conversation earlier, mm-hmm. where I was talking about Dylan Wang and how, you know, I just thought he was mid. Um, it's how I feel about Shen Yu, which was his co-star in Meteor Garden. So Nat and I were having a discussion earlier and I said I would tell it on air because, you know, we talk a lot. So basically, um, my favorite, and I've talked about this book on the podcast already, my favorite C novel is getting adapted into a drama. And so there's a melon, which yes. is we call rumors in the C drama world. Um, there's a melon going around that they have a cast and that the male lead, um, Xiao Xingjing, is going to be played by Ding Yushi. And then Shen Mao is going to be um, played by Wu Shen. And then also Shen Yu's name was in it saying that either she's going to be the second female lead or something like that, right? And so my mutual had tagged me in that tweet and was like, because I am, I'm someone who made her read that and she know like I'm the one who like made her read that novel, and then she also knows that like the two of us have very strong feelings about who, who we think should play the main character. Which Shen Mao, she carries her, carries you throughout that entire novel, and like you know we have very strong feelings about which actress we think can achieve that, because we're like you know like Jing Jing, he's literally like every other male um, historical Changsha lead within personality wise and like a lot of these guys know how to do that but like there's a thin line with Shen Miao and then also because like the generation of like actresses are getting older you know they're gonna they're relying on the more younger generation right and because the book in the novel Shen Miao is 14 it's like you don't want to cast like a Yang Mi like you already did that once back in that um in one of those one of those I can't remember if it was Pearl or something where she's supposed to be sixteen and you have this very obviously thirty year old woman playing sixteen you know it's <laughs> yeah. like you you can't do that so like certain actresses are automatically like even even though they would devour acting wise like presenting the character they're just they're. they're Facially wise, they wouldn't fit the story, you know, yeah. like, like I was saying, like for me in the ideal like place, I would cast Nini in a heartbeat to play Shen Mao because she would devour the role. Like she would play that unassuming, bub- um, bubble-headed girl. Meanwhile, like really undermine, like underneath it all, she's like a manipulative person, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like I don't like there's no one from like the, the younger current generation that's like super popular that I can see so I merely stated that in a, a freaking tweet and then now I am being called a Dylan Wang lover because I said no to Shen you and they're like oh the dylan wang lover and my tweet is getting circulated on like chinese twitter and i'm just like you guys are annoying (laughs) it wasn't even that big of a deal either and i'm like the funny thing is that none of them are adding me or really interacting with me but Mm -hmm. you guys have it circulating all over your c drama chinese twitter like you got shit to say come at me you know and it wasn't even a deep tweet. Like I literally, all I said was, "Oh, I guess Ding Yuji. I, I guess I could see Ding Yuji." And I was like, uh, "For Shen Miao, um, I well, so you know that disgusted gif of Paris Hilton." Yes. Yeah. So I have that disgusted gif. And, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the tweet was me saying, you know, I guess I can see Ding Yuji being um, Shijing, but. I, I was like, but I can't see Wu Shan, even though I love her, I can't see Janice being Shen Miao. And then I was like, and you at the other one. Or like, at, or stay away at the other one or something like that. That's literally all my tweet said. I have said so much fucking worse things on the goddamn internet about these actors. Are you not locked with this account? No. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay. I'm just um, saying, I've said much worse. And I'm like, why are y'all that mad? He's like, oh, just, and then I'm like, like, what's the beef between the Dylan Wang fans and the Shen Yeo fans? Because let me go on record right now and tell you, I don't like either of them. Like, is Dylan <laughs> Wang eating in love and death, um, in love between devil and fairy? Yeah, he's, he's eating that shit up. Like, it's amazing because he was in like, um, Three Dragons, Three Universes or something like that, which was another one of those like love through millennials type shows. He was in that. And I couldn't even make, I think I made it to like episode three or four in that. And this is literally like the same kind of acting, but I don't know, it hit in in this. I don't know if, maybe it's because he's wearing black all the time. So he just looks like sexy and evil. I don't know. Cause even, cause I was even Googling photos of him and I was like, I know what Dylan Wang looks like. So why do you not look like him? Why do I want to kiss you? There's something wrong. I was trying to figure it out. I'm I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> so I don't know why I'm being called a Dylan Wang fan. And because of the, like I hate showing you all independent of liking Dylan Wang right now. Honestly, I've come to the realization that stands are stupid, and I'm not saying all stands, but most stands. <laughs> like they don't know how to read. They don't know comprehension. They don't understand things. It's like you saying that you like someone or maybe some or that somebody doesn't fit doesn't mean that you like anybody else outside of them. Like that just doesn't make sense. That's not like that's not even like a logical connection to make. So like once again, people are just stupid. Like that's why I don't even argue with K-pop fans anymore. Like I put my opinion out. Um, I'm doing that less and less now, too. And I'm just moving on. Just moving on. So... <laughs> Uh, as you can tell, I have not gotten into any issues with anybody in a very long time. I've been a good girl. I've been good at mature. It's maturity, you know. In my late thirties, I, I I feel like it's not even worth it arguing with people who can't read. <laughs> like, 
honestly. Like, okay. Although um, sometimes I'm like, I did tweet, you know, mm, I haven't fought stands in a while. Let's do it for a little funsy, just for old times sake. Because I just okay, don't understand. So, I was just like, I am, okay, I said I wouldn't do it. But I saw a preview for Vampire Academy and it looked kind of lit. So I was like, I'm, mm, "No, I'm, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm watching it. it. <laughs> I mean, I told you I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. Like, am I watching this knowing within myself that Julie Pleck is going to fuck over Rose some way somehow? Yes. But I, I can't help it. I'm. I, it looks good. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I mean, you want to What? Oh. Um, I really want to watch that Vampire Bride um, show that's going to be, um, I really want to watch that Vampire Bride show with um, whole girl from Game of Thrones and old boy from Gossip Girl, where she like goes to the Europe and then it turns out she's the bride and they're all vampires. It's like a horror show, but it looks the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, really, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It looks about, really where, good. Like, he's related to some random person through like yeah. me and me. And then he invites her to that party yep. and she's like and then they kill the maid at the kitchen table. Like honestly, yeah. that looks a little scary. So I was kind of like hesitant, but it does look a little bit fire. It does. Honestly, there's like it some does. good movies coming out. Cat Graham had that movie with Je- with Ryan Philippe that looks real bad, but real bad in a good way. So I'm gonna watch that for sure. And she has a she has that. It's not a Christmas romance, but she has a romance that came out. Um, oh yeah, I'm gonna watch that. I was gonna Tom ask Hopper. if you wanted. I was gonna ask if you wanted to watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll just put it on the timeline because we actually have like a Discord just for like our mutuals, like our TVD mutuals. I guess you know, like so I feel like we all kind of yeah. know each other if everybody's not following each other anymore. But like, um, and we watch Cat Graham stuff there. So <laughs> So we watched that last movie she was in when Firestarter or whatever the fuck that, that movie was. It was so yeah. dumb. Like it was so bad, but it was funny. Like it was so bad. It was- honestly i don't know why cat grab like you know what never mind i love cat Graham. i'll continue to support her acting not her music but her acting <laughs> uh and <laughs> though though that album the, the one album she put out with um graffiti and super put dope your graffiti on it. put your graffiti on it oh this I'm is random dope. okay I'm so now that we're on to we're on to cat grab and tvd um so you know i don't know if you remember kendra and like cat mm-hmm. and them yeah so you know we talk occasionally as well because we have like a group chat and shit and so you know we were talking and stuff so kendra messages the group chat the other day and sends a meme and it was like oh hold on i had to read it because i like cracked up because i saw something like that too because i was literally just thinking too how we do that shit so um hold on i'm just scrolling up so she had sent a it was or it's like a video that was like uh, uh, where is it? Anyways, yeah. So she sends like a meme and it goes, RIP to all the we have to hang out this summer that never happened. And that we were cracking up because it's like us. Because we had said earlier in May, we were like, yo, if we don't all link up already and go to a fucking brunch when we all live within like an hour of each other, <laughs> we're waste, right? Because we've been friends for what, 10 years now? <laughs> 
And we're like, we and all live so close. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, then, so then she sends it to the group chat and then we're like, yo, miss you all. So you know what? Fall is where we should hang out. And we're like, yeah, it's because yeah. you know, it's it's hot in the summer. And then we were like, yeah, yeah, it's too hot in the summer to meet up. That's why we didn't meet up this summer. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> and I, then I'm, um, I'm gonna ask you winter and you'll be like, Oh, we didn't meet up still. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, Oh, she's like, um, um, I'm down for October because you know, PR, she's gonna Puerto Rico. And then I was like, Oh, but I'm going to Jamaica or Europe for my birthday. And then they're like, Oh, yo, Europe is dirt cheap. But it's like, But now nah, we need to definitely get drinks in October before that, then for your birthday. <laughs> and so then, um, Kat sends you know, Kat's poster, and it's like, Yo, I'm deaf watching this. I'm like, Yo, we all watching it, Bonnie High Rise. <laughs> 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 honestly yeah basically those are like the people that i speak to the most basically <laughs> on my like locked account like, all the body hive people who i watch titans with and we watch movies Listen, sometimes we, with. Yeah. we created a bond like being a bonnie bennett fan on the internet <laughs> In 2012 to 2013 or whatever, just the even and Tumblr from 2009 to 2013, yeah. like the, literally just like Buddy Bennett Brigade, shout out. <laughs> like, like, we've been through this. Honestly, it's like trauma bonding at this point because that's really what it was. It was trauma weekly, like every week we were just, like, this I just angry, remember, but we had a like, good ass time. <laughs> So, I just remember the time that Julie Pleck would literally only tweet my quote tweet my tweets to get her followers to come at me. And then like I just remember being blocked by Karina because she Googled her name and saw a tweet that I didn't even at her in, getting blocked by the CW I remember Network. That. I remember when that happened. <laughs> getting blocked by the like, CW Network. Like, let me tell you, Julie Black has me blocked. You know why? Because I asked her why she was racist and she didn't have answers. So she and, blocked me. And I was like, you know getting what? Blocked and, getting blocked and unblocked by Julie Black. And then one day I tweeted, I remember, because like I remember I was blocked um, after that tweet that she made everyone try to come for me. And then I tweeted her and I was like, yo, Julie, I need help with my computer site. I was like, I was being, I think I was being a menace. Because like, you know how we used to call her Auntie Julie whenever she <laughs> did something nice for, for Bonnie? <laughs> And I think I was trolling, and I was like, Auntie Julie. <laughs> and then she quoted it. She was like, who's good at computer science? Can you help her with some JavaScript? <laughs> that was oh worst. When she, when the CW canceled all of her shows, I feel like we there all, was just oh my happiness. <laughs> it was just happiness and then it was like a birthday and then we found out about vampire academy we're just like oh fuck but i mean still roswell the menace that it was is gone and i'm very happy about it uh because they just strayed too far off what the this true spirit of roswell should have been i'm sorry i you can call me whatever names you want but uh roswell without maria deluca and michael gearing together is just not a roswell so Sorry, womp womp. Um, especially since, oh, she, like, all of a sudden, her love interest is a black dude, a random black guy. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what? Like, where did you find this man? Like, what? What is even going on? Like, it was so strange to me. 
Uh, but <laughs> but yes, we're better people now. Okay, we don't call Julie Pleck Auntie Julie. Honestly, I think I I think I just muted her on to altogether because I was like, I just if I feel like if I am randomly tweeting something on my other account and I randomly come across a tweet from her, I. Like my gut instinct is to to react and to 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 at her. So I feel like just to <laughs> remove that, I just unfollowed. Like I just muted her and I just kind of kept it moving because like I really don't have anything to say. I wish only bad things happen. Um, so it is what it is at this point. Um, but uh, I am really really excited to be getting more into comic books now, and I'm reading a lot about like. Con- like anime and manga and like black people in anime and manga so mm-hmm. yeah when i have some books that are actually finished i can share that um yeah actually i'm thinking if i should say this or not but i'll just say it it's fine uh so i open a sub stack <laughs> so <laughs> um and i have a couple of posts up and it's mostly about like theory and pop culture and just like random shit basically Mm -hmm. but the reason i'm not saying anything about it yet is because i haven't locked it um (laughs) and i just don't want people in my business to be honest but i'm like my goal right now is to like tweet less especially tweet my opinion less because honestly when you put it on twitter it's gone you know what i mean like you have no ownership over any of your thoughts buzzfeed is there just to take it and to monetize it you know i'm just tired of being like a cog in that sense you know what i mean so yeah that's why i opened the sub stack um it'll will be subscription based like i mean i don't care if anybody nobody has a subscription to it it's fine but it's definitely going to be a place for like more pop culture like i do talk about k-pop obviously in like anime and stuff like that but it's it's also a really good place for me to talk about like you know a lot of these like academia books on like a lot of these subjects that i do yeah like reading i just haven't had any reason to read them in a while so this is giving me a reason to do that and also to write and like write posts and stuff like that because we always say we're gonna write a book and i still want to write a book and like girl you know use a pen name okay i haven't been writing so like this is actually really helpful because it's making me like write um but yeah i'm kind of just like wanting like we can just write a book together and then like use a pen name and pretend to be a white woman and just put it out because i feel like tiktok would eat that up you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> and that is honestly the only way to make money. If we wrote something, it would definitely have a female black lead. So people would know we were black. <laughs> or just assume that we're one of those white people that are trying to get what you call it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyways. Yeah, we, we were tired of talking, so we're actually going to do it one of these days yeah just throwing that out there but anyways that's the episode i don't think we have anything else to add so no we don't awesome so uh you guys can reach us at soju chronicles at gmail.com you can reach us on twitter at soju chronicles i do try to like live tweet there um you know when when it's lit if, if i'm not tweeting anything it's usually because things are not that great so just throwing that out there. Uh, but, you know, we are definitely open to anything you have to say to us about, you know, our content, anything you maybe want us to watch, anything you want us to review. We're definitely open and we will give it a try. We might not finish it, but we'll definitely give it a try. And um, yeah, 
this is the episode. We hope you enjoy it. Uh, we recorded this over the long weekend, so we hope you have a safe weekend. And you had that's it because or you had a safe this is, weekend because this is yes. going to be posted after. Yeah, right. right. After the long weekend, so we hope so, you had a safe weekend. Yes, we hope that it was nice and safe. Uh, but yeah, bye guys. Bye. Thanks for the support. Bye.